G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Another great opportunity to check the pulse of nations around the world where Christians are experiencing intense persecution. Let's turn our attention to the nation of Malaysia and in some sense a near neighbour to us here in Australia where the people are under increasingly Sharia law. Tony Benjamin is the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs and recently has returned from Malaysia. Tony, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's great to be with you once again. Tony, things have been changing in Malaysia, and while people over the years have thought that things were becoming more secularized and people were able to be a little more free with their Christian religion, uh, those things appear to be tightening over these recent times. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Since May 2018, when they had a change of government, uh, the locals thought that there would be a greater relief for for non-Malays in Malaysia. But that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems to be uh, just a repeat of what was happening before, where um, particularly the ethnic Malays who convert to Christianity, they are the ones that have the biggest challenges in all of this. So there seems to be two types of Malaysia, the ones that happen in Western Malaysia, which is near KL, and then the other side of Malaysia, where you have a lot of the local ethnic people that are coming to Christ. These are the people that are having the most challenges at the moment with the government and the um, religious authority. So people who are uh, immigrating to Malaysia or those who are visiting or tourists, uh, they're fine to be Christian, but it's those who are ethnic Malay, they're the ones who are under intense pressure. They cannot, they've got no room to move at all. That is correct, yes, and the government is very, very stringent with them in terms of even considering changing from the way they are born, which when you're born there, you're born as a Muslim person, you know. Um, So there's no leverage given on anybody or no consideration or um, give on anybody that wants to change their faith at all from being Muslim. I imagine that since the constitution in Malaysia prohibits conversion from Islam to Christianity, that just creates another layer of expectation upon the people, that you will not convert, you will remain Islamic. That's very true. Um, In saying that, Neil, the discontentment is very, very high there with with that law and with that situation. And each year when we visit Malaysia, we're meeting more and more ethnic Malays who have since come to Christ and are facing this challenge of where they fit in because like for most of them it's not affordable to send your your your, your child or your children to a, a private or an international school so the only option they have is to send them to a Muslim school and even then the kids will not get admitted to the school if they have a different ID so where one of the parents are Muslim, it doesn't matter if it's mother or father, 
that's the one they will accept, and that's the only one they will accept. So the say it's the mother that's Christian, the mother doesn't even get recognized in that situation, and vice versa if it's the father that's Christian and the mother that's Muslim. So it's very, very difficult for people to carry on their daily lives or their normal lives there with this situation. And and it goes as far as getting medical assistance um, and so on also. So people have all kinds of dramas when they when they have these mixed marriages between the faiths uh, just to be able to function normally, let alone if you're on-fire, practicing evangelical Christian that's leading others to Christ. That's where the rubber really hits the road because that's when the authorities are really in your face. I imagine, Tony, that the quality of the conversions that happen, now it's an interesting way to even frame that, but what I'm saying is, of course, if someone is Islamic and they're exposed to the gospel and they make a decision to convert from from Islam to Christianity, that's a big, big decision, something that someone wouldn't make lightly and oftentimes with an incredible divine encounter. But they realize before that decision is made that it's very, very hard, the road ahead, if you are going to convert from Islam to another religion within Malaysia. Uh, So I imagine when we talk about the quality of the conversion, uh, people are not converting lightly. I imagine that there must be some tremendously strong believers who were once Islamic but now have decided to follow Christ. Very true. And the unique thing about it is many of them have their own divine encounter. Few of them are actually evangelized to to change their faith. So once they've had that divine encounter, like when they were Muslims, they were praying five times a day. As Christians now, they're still praying five times a day. They are absolutely committed. There is no doubt in their minds. And we have interviewed many of them, many of them. And the stories are absolutely mind-blowing and encouraging that these guys who were moderate Muslims have now become on-fire Christians because of an encounter they had with our Lord himself. And um, they want to tell everybody about it. They want to tell everybody. You know, most of our team that we have over there that are working with them have to teach them about exercising discernment because they do it fearlessly. They want to share the gospel fearlessly. And they understand, and they accept the fact that their family and close friends that they had don't want to be a part of anything that they do any longer. They understand the concept of being unevenly yoked. You know, it's, it's just an amazing thing to see a Muslim come to Christ, because the commitment is unwavering. Absolutely unwavering. And when you've come from a cultural, even high standing in your community because you are Islamic, to make a decision otherwise and convert to Christianity would mean, and you would know this at the time, that you would be treated as a subordinate as you'd be treated as someone who's a second-class citizen if you then begin to be public with your conversion to Christianity. Do people yep. talk about that way that they used to be, equal with everybody, now they've got a subordinate position? Yes, I actually met a guy that was a very, very, very successful businessman in the Islamic community, and he had his encounter with the Lord, and he came to Christ 
He had two other Muslim business partners. They conspired against him. He lost his business. He lost everything. What he subsequently done, he had, a, he had married a Christian woman. And it was through that marriage that he then came to Christ. And he uprooted his family, left, relocated, and started his life all over again, starting a new business again. And he said, you know what? It was worth everything because what? His faith had taught him was the deceit that existed among those partners in terms of the way they did business, the way they thought, the way they dealt, the way they just did what they did every day. He said there's no way that he could ever be a part of that any longer now that his eyes had been opened, you know. And he says, I'm fine with it. I have God. That's the most important thing that I have. I have the Lord in my heart. You know, I can start a business any day. It doesn't bother me. But the main thing is that I've gained out of this now is that I've gained freedom and I've got Christ. So it was an amazing testimony you shared with me. It is an amazing testimony. And the work of Voice of the Martyrs in Malaysia, and I know you've got to keep things a little under wraps, but what can you tell us about the sorts of things you're doing to support uh, areas within the Christian church, the persecuted church in Malaysia? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're doing is we're assisting our teams over there to disciple these Muslim background believers, okay? You need a special um, teaching and a, quite a different approach to evangelize the Muslims. And these are the things that we teach a lot of the new converts to actually do. And also we, we have discipleship programs to help them build up their faith. We support uh, a number of schools that have got these stateless children now between the caught between the crossfire of the the various faiths that um, that we support and and we look after about 120 kids at the moment of varying ages and um, yeah so that's part of the work we're doing and then also we're helping the local. Uh, teams that we have there to build up their own faith and to encourage them in the work that they're doing because they are under fire. We'd have a number of safe houses in a place like Malaysia uh, because these guys do get sorted out by the authorities because of the work that they're doing. So it's not an easy task. It's not an easy um, road that you walk when, you, um, when you're practicing your faith in Malaysia, especially when they're working with the locals and building up the communities as they do. Well, whenever we're talking about the persecuted church, uh, we're always reminded just how blessed we are in Australia that we, at this time, experience such freedom as we do. And at the same time, recognise that because we have this freedom, uh, there's a responsibility that we might have to be able to look out for uh, the interests of those who are Christian believers in other nations where it's not quite so easy to be a Christian and where sometimes there's intense persecution. And I know people might want to connect with Voice of the Martyrs today. You're doing such good work and honour to you, Tony Benjamin, for the good work that you do and teams from Voice of the Martyrs all over the world, a wonderful organisation. I'll point people to the website. It's Voice of the Martyrs, vom.com.au. It's easy to remember, vom.com.au. And, Tony, just wonderful getting your insights. Tony Benjamin, the CEO of Voice of the Martyrs, thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. It's a pleasure, Neil. It's great to be with you. Thank you very much for the opportunity. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.